The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Before I say a few more words on this topic, can we have a couple of little testimonials from those, that discussion? Just a little bit of what uh, was useful or for an individual, not the summary of each group, but just what any, any, anyone, one of you that has, especially haven't spoken much today, did um, anything was particularly useful for you or a new perspective that came out of that discussion? I just wanted to say that um, I felt such joy talking about this and sharing. Um, and it makes me realize that I don't, I, other than coming here, I don't spend enough time actually talking about this with people that I care about. So that's an intention. And there was a lot of really warm, motherly love in our group and it was just delightful. Someone else? Uh, Something that was shared in our group a lot was um, reference to the sense of an open heart and how if if that's there then that's a, that's a great place to come from. Mm. So coming from an open heart, yes. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where if you have an open heart um, then whatever else skillful needs to come will maybe come into that open heart. It's like make space for something else to arise. Then one more maybe? a few things that came up in our group were uh, one thing was setting an intention that can for the day in the morning that would be helpful if we have a skillful if, if we have a skillful um, uh, something that we're trying to invoke or, or setting an intention about it uh, in the uh, morning. Having an intentions being and clear about the intention evoking intention frequently and then uh, taking action. So if we want to uh, increase uh, compassion, taking actually starting and taking doing actions yeah. that are compassionate. Um, someone suggested touching one's heart mm-hmm. if one is trying to actually physically touching the heart space. Um, uh, caring about oneself and whatever one is feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And summoning gratitude 
Uh, also, how important your words are, uh -huh. the things like enthusiasm, those, uh -huh. the words can really, if we can remember them, they can be very, very helpful. Great, thank you. So um, the second uh, uh, question for that discussion was about <clears throat> the, uh, the, the, having to do with the quality of the effort itself. So you make effort to do different things, but uh, what is skillful effort? Now it turns out that this particular topic is kind of a key topic for Buddhist practice, maybe for life in general. That a lot of the other things, beneficial things, will follow in the wake of approaching what you do with the right effort. So you do something where you're not making too much effort, you're not making too little effort, you're not um, pushing ahead to try to make something happen too forcefully, you're not held back. You are not uh, being greedy with your effort. You're not being hesitant with your effort. You're not being apologetic about your effort. There's, you know, to, to find a balanced, healthy, clear effort, um, if you can find that, it's kind of, you're getting close to the open heart that Alfonso mentioned. You get, you, a lot of, lot of things will follow in the wake, follow in the, in the open, it's like you're creating an open door. Um, and that open door, all kinds of things will come along or come through. And so some people focus too much on what's happening or what they're doing and the purpose of what they're doing. And, um, and sometimes it's really helpful or, or crucial to pay attention to how you're doing it. And so like with meditation, that's particularly true, that how you meditate, how you're mindful <clears throat> is maybe more important than even than whether you are or are not mindful, almost. I don't know, I can't quite separate them, I guess, but, but, the, um, but you can try to pay attention and the way that you're doing it, it just gets in the way. Uh, it just doesn't help. It actually maybe even makes it worse. But if you can do it in a balanced, relaxed, but committed way, you know, engaged in a good way, but not held back and not, um, and then a lot of else will follow. A lot of the other good qualities that support it will kind of be pulled in, uh, like, like a gravitational force or pulled in like magnetically into that field that's created by the healthy effort you have. So there's one story that the Buddha tells, or one story in the suttas, of a certain kind of right effort, which is kind of lovely. And it's um, uh, apparently the only analogy in the suttas that uh, relates to music. And that is, there was a, a monk who uh, was practicing diligently, but... Um, uh, after many long time of practice, was not making any progress. Nothing was growing and developing for him. Nothing, no skillful states were arising for the person. So he went to the Buddha and said, explain that to the Buddha. And then the Buddha used an analogy of music, which was the profession this man had before he became a monk. He was a, a kind of a, a lute player, so with stringed instruments. And um, and the Buddha said, if your strings of your lute are loose, will you make beautiful music? No, it'll just be like a little flat, you know, it won't come out at all. And the Buddha said, if you are overly taut with the strings, will it be nice music? No, then you won't have nice music either. You have to have just the right balance of tautness and relaxation in order to um, make nice music. So. Same thing with effort. The effort can't be too slack, but also it can't be too tense. 
And so where, is it that, where, did, where do you find that balance between those two? And some people err on the side of being too relaxed. <clears throat> some people's response to every challenge they have in life is to relax more, you know, do less. And, um, and you know, and the analogy, you know, or kind of give up or wait or something. And the, um, uh, the, I, uh, an example of this is that um, there was a, f- a phase of, in the 20th century of kind of medical understanding that if you had certain problems, you should just rest and, uh, and somehow the body would heal itself. Well, sometimes if you have, sometimes you, certainly that's true, but some conditions, some physical conditions, you actually need to strengthen and be engaged more than to rest in order to heal. So for example, my wife had repetitive, a certain kind of repetitive stress injury for a while, and she was told to relax and rest and do all these different things. And it didn't, it didn't get better, it actually got worse until someone told her she had to build up strength in her shoulders. So she started working out. And lo and behold, as she got stronger and stronger, the whatever nerve was being pinched or something kind of freed itself and she became, you know, that her particular repetitive stress injury went away. Certain back injuries are uh, what's really needed in the long term, at least, is to build up strength, not just become more and more flaccid in the back. So the same thing in our mind, in our hearts. You know, just to just to relax um, and let go and not do anything. Uh, you know, we don't get the benefits of exercise or of engagement. The blood doesn't flow. The mental blood doesn't flow, and you know, the aliveness is not there. But then, if we make too much effort, like I'm going to be the superhero of Buddhism. I'm going to stay up late. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to really huff and puff. I'm going to go through all the different stages of absorption and concentration, and and I'm going to do it before nine o'clock in the morning, and then you know, just like you know, and and um, whatever. It's going to push too hard, try too hard, have too much expectation, expectation, measuring every step as we go along the way. Am I get, am I there yet? Am I there? So we can make too much effort. So where is the balance between? Uh, not enough effort and too much effort. Turns out that there is no sweet spot that stays the same. You'll never find the perfect ever uh, spot for the right efforts can be the right, right degree all the time. Part of practice is to be looking for where the right effort is. Sometimes you need to make more effort. Sometimes you need to make less, less effort. And it changes and shifts over the course of a day, over a course of an hour, over a course of a week, or you know, a year. Different circumstances require different kinds of effort. If you're sleepy, it might require more. If you are, have a strong addiction to what's in your refrigerator, whatever it might be, and uh, you might have to make tremendous effort, even break out into a sweat, to not leave your seat and go after what you're addicted to. It's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough call. And, and the, for some people, the consequences of giving in to their addiction is deadly. And so, you know, they're going to grit their teeth and really hang in there and do what they can not to give in to that impulse. Someone else, and for, for something else, it might be that um, that kind of strong, determined effort is not needed. And what's needed is just to kind of let go. Just even let go of effort. 
maybe no effort at all, because you're kind of in the, you're kind of like, your practice has in, entered into the water slide phase. And all you have to do is let go into the water slide, and you will be carried down the slide. You, once you're sliding down the slide, you don't make more effort. You don't like tense up and, you know, let's go, fa-, you know. You just kind of give into it, and you know, it'll take you down. <clears throat> so, whatever, so there's a range, and as we practice, we'll find at some point we've hit the sweet spot, and that lasts for only a, a certain amount of time, and then you have to adjust for how it changes. And then that works, and then you adjust. Or sometimes how it works is that you have to adjust, you go too far to the other side. But you're still going ahead a little bit, but you go too far to one side, and then you make an adjustment, you go back, but you, you swing past the midpoint a little bit, and maybe you never quite get the perfect spot. Just, just like when you're driving down the freeway, it's very rare that the car stays for five, ten minutes on the perfect straight line. You can just let go of the steering wheel and just, you know, take a nap. Because it's going to go. The car is constantly making ever so small changes and adjustments, and you're kind of constantly adjusting. And as long as you stay within the lane, it's considered good driving. <clears throat> so there's a, there's a meditation lane. As long as you stay within the lane, you can expect that you'll be going... So how we make effort, and as we make that effort, so, so to repeat what I said now a couple of times, because it's so important, that if you tend to, um, I mean, care for how you make effort, a lot of other things that you, you need to have happen in meditation for it to benefit you will follow in the wake of that. It, it's enough to kind of, kind of, it kind of opens a door for many good things to arise. Just being careful with the kind of effort you have. Not too much, not too little, not too forceful, not too greedy, not too much expectation, not no sense of goal, no sense of a North Star, what you're doing. Just kind of finding just the right way. Skillful effort. So let's take a break. And um, we'll start again in here in, um, maybe we can start again in here at uh, 2.40. And, um, and we'll come back for our last session for the fourth of the right efforts.